welcome back to the Just Interesting People podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today for this episode. We really hope you enjoy listening to it. We're joined by Lawrence and I'm super excited for this conversation. I've got so many questions, but I'm going to pass over to Jeremy. He's going to sort of talk about how you guys got in contact. Yeah, thank you guys for tuning in again. Thank you for being with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, so we actually met pretty much one year ago at the first... Uh, what was it? The drone, uh, Florida squad drone <laughs> thing yeah, <laughs> in, in, in South Beach. Yeah, yeah was well, the first and only one. Yeah, then yeah we need to have another COVID one. happened and <laughs> we never did it again. Um, so yeah, we met there. We spent the morning together um, photographing sharks and stuff like that with the drones. Um, and a few, well, and then we followed intros on Instagram, stayed in touch. And then a few months later, you posted in your on your instagram that you're switching to van life and going for a road trip around the u.s um i followed your entire journey around the national parks and everything and i mean all your pictures were amazing it was so good to to follow it um and yeah and then you you reached out to me i think like yeah it'd be cool to record an episode and and dive into the trip and everything so we're making it happen (laughs) a few months later um so maybe before start, before the road trip, uh, maybe let's try to put a bit some context into the trip to see how you ended up uh, getting a van and everything. So do you want to maybe just like where you're from and and where you started? Sure. Yeah. I, well, born and raised here in South Florida. So I mean, typical life. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, uh, growing up, I went to high school, college, and ran. Ended up getting um, into a franchise, uh, fixing dental equipment. I was doing that for 10 years. Um, And halfway through it, I wasn't enjoying it. And I did some traveling in high school, which I enjoyed, which I always thought I would do. Um, But that, you know, I ended up, you know, doing dental fix and running my own business. Um, And... um, so halfway through, I wasn't enjoying it, and I knew I wanted to travel and do the van, but it you know, wasn't something I thought I could actually make happen. Um, and then it just kept growing on me, and then it kept just getting that bug. I had that itch, and I finally took the plunge and decided that I'm going to change my life 10 years later and <laughs> start all over <laughs> um, and you know, pursue my photography journey and... Um, you know, started with uh, traveling in the van, trying to get some content and um, start my journey into travel photography. That must have been so scary going from having like your own business, a full time job that's I'm presuming well paid and all the rest of it to then be like, no, I'm going to get rid of all that, buy a van and travel. <laughs> like what did your parents and friends say? <laughs> Were they like, are you how, OK? How many people <laughs> said you're crazy? <laughs> <laughs> They, well, they definitely thought I was crazy, but they knew it was coming because I've talked about this for the longest time, um, you know, for so long. I would, you know, talk about it, but just never, you know, really do it. Um, but I was just so unhappy with what I was doing. And um, uh, you really, it makes you think about what what is being successful, you know. And I've realized it's more about being you know happy and finding what makes you happy and that i mean i don't think you can be successful without being happy in what you do yeah that is amazing that you're saying that and it's also 
super brave because how many people spend their entire life doing a job that they hate complaining every single monday about it uh and just living for the weekends or the vacations but they never have this realization they never actually say like you know what this is not worth it like most how many people just wait for retirement to say like i'm gonna enjoy life when i'll be 65 and then yeah i kept saying like, that like <laughs> what do you mean like i'm gonna retire from i'm not gonna be able to do anything yeah, exactly. <laughs> how am i gonna you know live my life but um yeah i mean <clears throat> people just feel stuck in you know you know what they're doing and what they think they're they need to be doing and also it's the the opinion of of others and it's it's actually not what i realized it's not strangers you care most about what your friends and your peers and your family thinks and uh you want to you know and you say you're doing you know you want to be able to like oh i got a you know job and this and that and you know so when you go to these family you know occasion out to the bar family occasions and you're just like you know you don't have those things to talk about but you it's really you know about being happy yeah it's interesting you said about being like your idea of what success is because I feel like we're kind of brought up being told that having a house and a car and the wife yeah. and the 2.5 kids and the job that you hate is kind of that success whereas when you actually realize that no being happy is successful that's kind of when it switches in your mind you're like actually no none of that actually matters like my mental health and my happiness is way more important than so much all the yeah. rest of it so and it's different for everybody and maybe you know van life's not for everybody it's you know it's not everything's for everybody but it's just finding your happiness and i think that's what kids should do coming out of high school is you know start that journey you feel like you're supposed to go to college and get a job and there's a timeline and spend your 20s figuring out what you want to do like there's so much time like i'm starting over now at 30. yeah because you know, like i feel we are being told by our parents the the educational system and and society in general that we need to have life figure out at 30 years old you know like we feel like you know like or even 22 yeah like you're supposed to know your major yeah like, you're, you're supposed, like, supposed to know what you want to spend major. your life doing at like 18 or 20 it's like what yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah don't we talk me, about that a lot don't give me start on my thoughts about college <laughs> <laughs> But like, well, I didn't, I grew up in a very, I'll say, a privileged life. Like my parents had money, like, and, you know, I went to a private school. I had everything, you know, I could ever ask for. I didn't understand that not everybody goes to college out of high school until I graduated high school. Like, that's crazy. Like, I'm like, I thought everybody goes to a big college and like, that's what you're supposed to do and get a big job. And like, some kids aren't even going to college and I, that like, was like what <laughs> but now when i look back on it like i almost you know wouldn't go you know get a job travel try some things out you know like obviously you know your financial situation dictates what you can do but you can live so frugally and get a stupid little job and you know start whatever your craft is or just you know trying to dabble in different things um you know or get a job and things that you you know just being a you know bottom person at whatever something you're interested in but it's follow what whatever you're you're interested in and speaking about college what did you study what was your major business like i've always been in, and that's why i kind of got i jumped at the opportunity of running the franchise because 
I was like, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur. And I always wanted to run my business, run a business. I, I never wanted to like work for anybody. So I know I always wanted to do something for myself. So that's when the dental fixing equipment came into play, but it just wasn't something that I was passionate about. And I, I hated the actual operations of it from the start. Like it was nice to run my own thing, but I just didn't enjoy actually doing it. Yeah. Mm. And when did the photography came into your life at one point? So it started in high school when I did, I did some trips and that's the whole travel thing came into, and it was always a hobby until, um, <clears throat> I started, you know, I, I would always dabble go in and out of it, but maybe like five years into dental fix, I started picking up more seriously as a hobby. And then I started doing random like paid gigs and that just opened up everything. I was like, this is, this is so much fun. And like, it's crazy it, when you realize you can get paid to do something you enjoy. Yeah. And like, I would do this for free and people want to pay me. <laughs> yeah. But well, and then when you realize you can make a career out of it, I realized you can literally get paid, you know, any, whatever you're interested. I mean, if you, whatever you want to do, like if you grind it and hustle it, you're gonna, you can make something out of it, you know? So what, yeah. Well, I mean, you can relate to that. I'm a, I'm a dog photographer. Okay. As you can see. I take photographs of dogs and yeah. I've made that like a job and people pay and me And the more to do niche, it. the better. Yeah. Like, and that's my problem is I'm trying to find my niche. And actually what was funny is I, I, I let everything go to do for, you know, photography. I didn't go into the van right away. Um, but I did it. Um, do photography and I started doing everything like I was like I can do make so much money doing everything but everything needs different equipment everything's a different marketing strategy every so the more niche you have but I spent maybe like a, a year after I sold dental fix kind of trying every single piece of photography I did you know lifestyle did everything so I'm kind of like finding that like outdoor adventure you know travel photography And the landscape stuff is, is more my alley. But I did everything. That I sounds think, like someone I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's every single photographer, though. It's like, I love taking photographs. How, like, how do I make money from this? And also, how do I, like, what do I enjoy the most? And I did the same. I did, like, a year, two years of doing, like, weddings, bachelorette parties, babies, yeah. dogs, kids, yeah. families, just everything just to earn money. And then finally kind of niche down on the docks, but it's amazing that you've done that as well. So I think everybody needs that time to develop. Yeah. And well, I was doing a little bit of everything and like it, you realize, okay, I quit my job to do something I love and now I'm doing types of photography that I don't love. This doesn't make sense. What am I? Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> like I remember like I got a gig for like, I don't know, a wedding or something. And oh, it was yeah. like dirt cheap and it was just awful. And I was just like, oh my God, why am I even bothering? Like, it's not worth the $200 to spend five hours photographing this shitty wedding in like a bar in Miami. I'm just like, <laughs> this is not what, what I want to be doing. So No, yeah. Some of them, like, I just, I thought headshots would be like the easiest and best thing to do. That was the most thing I hated. <laughs> Nobody wants to get their picture taken. They walk in there like, I hate this. And you got to <laughs> make them smile naturally in five minutes and I'm not a people person that was just it was just like if you were a fly on the wall in there it was the most awkward situations I've ever been in in my life and like 
people just absolutely dreading it and like just I'm like like what uh, you gotta say have, make them smile without saying smile it's just awful. yeah <laughs> it's the same with like families like it's always the wife who wants to get the pictures and the husband's there like do i have to be here and you can tell he's just like rolling his oh, eyes and like oh you have to try and get like a nice family picture of them all smiling. Uh, and you have the kid pulling the hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then crying and having tantrum because they want sweets and it's just the whole, yeah. No, I feel you. Chaos. Landscapes, you don't have to work with people. So you've chosen the good one there. You can just yeah. photograph mother nature exactly. and not have to deal with people. Yeah. That's my I mean, joy. How many, how many times you came back from a photo shoot being like, oh my God, those people, they drive me nuts. Yeah. Like these kind of things, like so many times. Like, we really should be talking about this because maybe some people will listen to it. So. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, um, about traveling. So you traveled a lot in high school uh, during the summer break, I guess. Yeah. So, well, like I said, I was very fortunate. I was able to do some um, traveling in high school um, with like, actually I went by myself. It was just like a travel program. Um, like I was in high school. It's funny. I'll never forget. I was sitting on the lunch table and all my friends were there and all my friends are different than I am, <laughs> but, um, they're not like out adventure travel people like me, but they came in like promoting it and they came to gave out the brochures and like, they were all like laughing about it and throwing away. And I brought it home and I was like, mom, dad, this is so <laughs> cool. Can I do and, you know, thankfully, my parents were able to send me on those trips. So every summer I did like a two, three week, you know, trip. And it was so cool. I went by myself. But it was like a group of like 15, you know, 12, 15 kids. And you had a guide and we went all around. Like I went to Costa Rica, went to Australia, Fiji and oh, wow. Peru. Wow. So amazing places. I mean, yeah, it's just after that, I was like, ah. Oh, Completed life. <laughs> I can die now. Like I'm, I can die a happy man. But like I, that was just like incredible. So I was like, this is yeah, this is obviously I'm gonna do something with like traveling and an adventure. Um, but then like I said, I fell in the the dental fix. But yeah, uh, yeah those every summer I would do a, a trip. It's it's interesting how and that it's you but it's the case for so many people that we we have those dreams and then we also feel that you know we spend i don't know how many years and i don't know how much thousands of dollars like going to college so we need to make something out of it um and yeah like we get caught up into it and then life happens yeah, <laughs> and, exactly. and it's like five years later or eight years later it's oh shit <laughs> like what about all those dreams i had when i was 18 years old like yeah happens so many times yeah. mm. things happen taking different directions yeah um but like you said eventually you pulled the plug then you you said i'm done <laughs> uh so you had the van thanks to your business right you didn't have to buy the van that yeah so that was pretty like, good thing. <laughs> that was the luckiest thing and i think that's the biggest hurdle for people into van life is getting the vehicle so i had the you know a nice sprinter van from the the van uh, i'm from the business and then i sold the business and i kept the i kept the van which wasn't cheap i still had to pay it off and it was still like <laughs> i just you know, I still had the payments on the on the van and it would have been nice to get the cash from it. It was the most one of the biggest assets that I had. Uh, but um, so but I knew that like this is, you know, this is what I wanted to do. And 
that that's one thing that I'm curious about when people switch to like a van life uh, lifestyle is because um, I mean you have a van but you need to turn it into a, a house <laughs> an apartment a living space um, were you like quite handy to build everything yourself or did you yeah like... well actually the business i mean i knew how to use tools but actually dental fix helped me a lot i became more handy after doing that so i knew i you know, I'd get my way around tools and you know drills and cutting things and different fittings so i i an electrical so i had you know a general idea but it still took a ton of research and hours of youtube videos and like don't get me wrong i spent but like i i loved it like this is what i wanted to do so but no i every and every little thing i would watch a youtube video on it and i mean the electrical was just complicated but yeah it was still trying to figure out everything regarding the van because i feel one of the uh what's the right word um not the risks but when the hurdles to, yeah like, i mean you know when when, 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 yeah. when something like breaks in your house you have to fix something in a house when something breaks in your car you have to fix the car but when your car is your house <laughs> uh you need to make sure that you can get around by yourself because you i mean if you can't drive you know it, and you are in the middle of the national park or whatever in the middle of nowhere you need to be able to fix a few things by yourself and yeah. and, and figure it out on the spot well, so I, I practiced a changing a tire before I <laughs> yeah. left. I literally have never changed a tire before, but I practiced before I left. <laughs> so no, I do wonder how many people go to like a van life and never yeah. try yeah, before. Yeah, I was like, it's no, like, oh, I, will, <laughs> I will get stuck. I'm going to get a flat. Like, I know these things are going to happen. I didn't get a flat tire, but I did get stuck. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and, and then building the van, it does help to, you know, be handy. But as long as you're competent with, like, the basics of a toolbox, um, and then obviously just YouTube university you're gonna you're gonna figure anything out youtube is everyone's best friend you can learn anything on there i I honestly like forget college just use youtube (laughs) it's literally it's it's crazy but yeah tons of research and then obviously just you know like the batteries on the electrical i went to a really cool battery shop and they you know just ask people will help you out but like with all the wiring i'm like is this right so you don't know how to do stuff, you know, just be resourceful. So how long did it take between like day one, I'm um, selling the business to actually having a van ready to go? Um, the van probably took me about two, three months to build. It was like, you know, on, you know, on and off. Um, but uh, probably about, about three months um and then i was doing a lot of photography stuff here for for a little while and you know just trying to to make some money um and i was you know working for a friend that does the pool business so they were keeping me pretty busy with with work um but yeah it was about three months um to build the van and then right when I right when I was literally ready to go, COVID happened. <laughs> <laughs> like so, I was like, "Gonna go, no go." But so I I kind of hung back for a little bit. Um, but then I eventually talked to some people that were traveling, and 
which now in hindsight like i was out in the woods i was actually You're probably one of the, of the safest time. guy i was yeah. so socially distanced like it's safer yeah. for me to get in the van and the go um, i was staying in dispersed campsites so i wasn't even like near anybody and that was kind of my goal just to get away from everything and get immersed in nature um but yeah, I was more way more socially distant. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense in a sense. <laughs> um, did you have a plan in mind, or did you know like I want to go to the national park over I there? I knew I wanted to go west. Okay. I've never been out. I've spent uh, my parents have cabins in North Carolina. I've spent a lot of time there in the in the southeast area, Appalachians, and in the northeast. Um, so I knew I wanted to go out west and. Obviously, I've seen tons of pictures, like the geography out there, and for a photographer, it was just so I want. Plan was to go out west. Um, I have some friends in Colorado, so that was the first stop in Colorado Springs, um, and then I was um, <clears throat> kind of deciding, you know, just where I wanted to hit, like basically every state west of Colorado, like colorado and like west of the plains um so i had a wedding to get back to in november so i kind of decided all right i'm gonna do like colorado utah and arizona um and um it was hard to hit all of that there's so <laughs> yeah, much i want so much to see I, right? <laughs> yeah so like it's i mean it's just absolutely endless out there it's hard once i was out there it was hard to make my way through anything because it's just so many random shiny things to stop and see and like trails for days like it just it's and it's just gorgeous out there is utah I, I bet it's better than the photographs right i mean yeah it's just as as good and crazy in person to see yeah i'm it's... dying to go <laughs> i've been wanting to go like i think even before we moved here three years ago i was like okay we're gonna go to all the national parks and all the things and we just haven't been we've been to other places but Utah's like definitely all it's talked up to be and each national park is completely different um so they're all you know all different from each other and it was it was crazy what was your favorite moment or favorite story have you got a funny one you can tell us <laughs> i guess probably have to be the mouse story um, <laughs> <laughs> so we went to see his band before we started the podcast because he drove to our place um and he was kind of showing us around and talking to us about all the little bits and bobs he's got in the um, van. And then he told us that he had some friends visit him. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to tell the story? Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I mean, well, I ended up having some mice in my van. Um, but I was in Colorado and I was out in the middle of nowhere. Like, no, I just pulled off on like a trailhead. Um, and obviously I'm laying in bed and ready, about to go to sleep. I lay down. It's all quiet. And all of a sudden I start hearing like faint little noises and obviously it's not the best thing out there. Um, <clears throat> and it's on and off. It's faint, keeps coming and going. Like I get out of bed trying to hear it. Like it's, and this goes on for like an hour or so. I was kind of scared at first, but then I realized it was probably a critter. And then it, it just sounded like it was underneath my van, like it just wouldn't like something loved something underneath my van. So I'd keep getting out, turn the lights on and off, trying to see it. So uh, I almost drove away because I was like, why is it like my van so much? Like, I don't understand. Like, so I almost drove away and that would have really messed with me when I might go to a new spot and it's still happening. 
Um, so I'm finally like kind of on the floor with my lights off, just trying to hear where the noise was coming from and like where it was. And then all of a sudden, like out from a little corner in my van runs out a mouse, <laughs> sees me and it's like, oh shit, I shoot. <laughs> and then it, um, Did you scream? Uh, I don't. I think so. It was I just would like, scream. It was just like, oh, all right, okay. Now I get it. Now I get it. Yeah, it wasn't as like scared. It was just like, okay, that's what's going on right now. Like, cause it was a long time. Like, cause it was keep coming, going. It was faint. It took me a long time to figure it out. So finally, I'm like, okay, how am I gonna catch this freaking mouse in my? <laughs> how do you catch a mouse? Like, and so well, none of I figured out was cheese. <laughs> But I was, it took me a while. I'm like trying to figure it out. Um, so I had, I was like, maybe I can lure it out with some food. I went in my refrigerator, actually had some cheese. So I threw it on the ground and no, 30 seconds later, it runs out, grabs the cheese and runs away. And was, <laughs> it was a big piece of cheese too. So it was like, it just grabs the whole thing and just darts out. I'm like, oh my goodness. And <laughs> so I was like, all right. And then somehow I was able to configure a mouse trap out of like a Tupperware and some like weight, um, you know, tape I taped on top as a weight. And so I made a little cheese mouse trap and it's literally <laughs> like so something good. you would see in Tom and Jerry or I was something say like, that, yeah. it's oh, like yeah. a cartoon. No, it's just, and like, I had to like make shift like, makeshift it and at first i tied the string to the cheese so when it pulled the cheese but then that didn't work so i ended up tying the string to the thing that was holding up the tupperware and then you know finally after like a couple try he kept coming back i mean it wasn't the smartest mouse or he just really liked the cheese but that kept luring him back and eventually i was able to catch him with my mouse trap and cheese <laughs> and there wasn't only one <laughs> So I was all excited and like, I mean, I was really excited. I actually like caught a mouse with a mouse trap, like a makeshift mouse trap. And I like scooted, I kind of, I scooted the Tupperware and I flew him out the side of my van and I saw him run away. I'm like, all right, nice. Lay back down in bed. Now I can go to sleep. <laughs> and I hear the noise again, <laughs> like right away, right away. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. There was another mouse in my van. I had to do it all over again. And it was harder to catch. And then, no lie, not I get him out and there was another mouse. There was three mice in my van. There was three mice. I had to do it over and over again. It kept getting harder to catch. I like, I, so I was like, is this the same mouse that's just running back in my van? Like, so the third one, I was like, I'm not... I, you're staying here, trapped here. So I literally left him on my floor, like in the Tupperware until morning. And then I threw him out in the morning and drove away. And that was the last mouse that I had in my van from there. But that really messed my head when I heard it again after. Like it was just such a relief, like that it happened. Like I got it and I got it out. And then just again and then again. So How this, many hours did that go on for? This started at like nine o'clock and ended at like three in the morning. Like it was not, yeah, just. That's one of those good stories that when it's happening, you're going nuts. But then when you look yeah. back at it, it's just hilarious. And I'm glad I got video of it too. I actually have some video on my phone of like, like the mouse in the mouse trap, And that was, 
that was an adventure. So I love that story. In contrast, though, have you had any bad experiences? Because we spoke to Nikki and she was saying that she's had some bad experiences. Yeah, and I that heard your life... other podcast and she's had some troubles. Thankfully, I really didn't. I actually kept saying to myself that I'm lucky. Like I had a, I thought I was going to have problems with my van. I ended up, you know, finding a hole in the wall shop that just, you know, checked it and cleared the codes and, you know, helped me out. Um, I lost my phone one time and I found it. I got stuck in the middle of nowhere for hours and got found and pulled somebody, you know, a good Samaritan pulled me out. Like everything that almost started to go bad, it, I, you know, I had, you know, good you know, things come out of it or just, yeah. So I didn't have too many, you know, I've been, was pretty lucky on my trip. So it was only three months. So it's not, you know, extended period of time, but I think I was very, uh, very fortunate yeah. like everything well also worked out you pretty well you you avoided like you said like cities and like you're pretty out there so yeah yeah so like, well yeah that was like, people are yeah i felt you know out in nature and i'm dispersed camping but like as you drive down the dirt road there's tons of little pull-offs and stuff so you see all the rvs and the campers so i was really surrounded a lot of like like-minded people out there are kind of you know you meet a lot of cool people so i definitely was not in any sketchy places like i mean i'm i'm out in nature and you know the people i did see were kind of like in the same vibe that i was so it was um yeah it's pretty good. Do you know what's so cool? So like I said, we saw his van. He's got a kayak and a bike in there. So obviously being outdoors and having, you know, sport and adventure is very important to you. Oh yeah, I'm an adventure junkie. I just want to be outside and do anything fast adventure like so. <laughs> and like having my kayak and my bike in there is just game changing. So I went mountain biking and... And just to be clear, just for the audience, uh, it's a real kayak, not like a, in an inflatable oh, yeah, one. It's a, like it's, a it hard, takes up tons yeah. of space. <laughs> that i really need but that's a priority like um why well, do a lot of diving down here so it's nice actually to have down here because i can go anywhere on the coast pull my kayak out i go free diving so i'll go anywhere from you know down to the keys up to west palm beach and i have all my stuff with me you know and i can take a nap in the van like i just love having even like what i'm not out west like down here it's nice to have the have the van um but yeah that was the first thing in my van build that i was figuring out was how did you, to get did you the design kayak. everything based everything on the was kayak, de- designed <laughs> around the kayak yes absolutely like i had to have that kayak in there and it was it was awesome i was able to go down like rivers i even did like a little bit of fast water like nothing crazy but it, I was say. yeah like i went i was able to take it down some uh, some rivers and some rafts like just like like rapids it was cool so it was awesome having like you must have been through tons of amazing places and seen like amazing stuff but can you pick one? Like, you have one place that really, like, blew your mind and you were like, whoa. Yeah, definitely would have to be Zion, the Narrows in Zion, the places. I did I did it three times. <laughs> I did the hike three times. It was, so I, it was, it's a canyon, like, the river, and you walk through the canyon, the river's flowing through it, um, and 
it was cold, so we put a, a dry suit on. But you go anywhere from like dry land to like chest high in water. Um, and it's like the most beautiful canyon. Like in some of the other parks, I walked through the canyons, but they didn't have like water going through it or, or the vegetation. Like this had beautiful like fall colored trees, like yellow green trees inside the canyon and the water running through it. And every twist and turn, you're coming up to like a new scene. And um, it was just, it was amazing. Like I, I could, I didn't have enough time in there with my camera like just even like the macro shots or the the wide shots like and it takes some time to get through so i ended up going three different times and i want to keep going because like the pictures are endless in there and i i got some amazing pictures from there. do you have any idea how many photographs you took during your trip <laughs> i think i think around at least ten thousand. <laughs> Good amount. <laughs> I think there's at least 10,000 pictures. <laughs> and how many national parks did you hit? Um, Rocky Mountain National Park, Black Canyon um, National Park, and then um, Arches, Capitol Reef, Canyonlands, and Zion, and um, Saguaro National Park in Arizona. So I wasn't counting. Yeah. <laughs> I was at eight. That yeah. was, I think it was like Beautiful. Uh, seven or eight uh, national parks. Yeah. Did you see Horseshoe Bend? I drove by it, but I didn't go. It was <laughs> so. My friends were having a bachelor party, and from the wedding I had to go to, their bachelor party was in Vegas. Oh. And I was, oh my god, I have so many questions. Then how was that? That was amazing, and I parked, I've never been to Vegas, so tell me all about it. <laughs> I parked my van and stayed in. Well, they had free parking, so because of the COVID, I guess, and so I literally just parked in New York, New York, and I was able to stay there. And some of the nights I stayed in my van in New York, New York, in the parking lot. <laughs> Is coach. Vegas insane? Is it like they see on oh, the films? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's the crazy. Yeah, you gotta you have to go there. It's the crazy. <laughs> like just shows like just it's just all over the top. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Going from a national park weeks in nature <laughs> to Vegas must yeah. be like on a bachelor party uh, as well. <laughs> like but overwhelming. Was, yeah, for sure. It was definitely night and day. And it was funny when I pulled in there I had to do laundry, so I was like I I found a little laundry place right by the strip and I'm like cooking breakfast with the door open and I'm like <laughs> I took a picture it was awesome you have like Vegas in the background and I got my little camping stove and my little van pulled open and I'm cooking breakfast while doing laundry on the strip it was, <laughs> it oh was my funny. god but driving there was the hardest thing when we were talking about Horseshoe Bend because I was in in um uh where was I Capital capital reef and i had to go to vegas and driving from vegas i mean capital reef to vegas was the hardest thing because you know how many things i passed that i wanted to stop and see you're talking about horseshoe bend and like to go that far driving by so many like different i drove by the grand canyon the hoover dam like just all these like different things and i'm like oh my goodness i, yeah. I want to stop it can't <laughs> But I made it to Vegas and I was van life and in Vegas. <laughs> so you want to go back to that part of the world? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah out, it's incredible out out west. It's just and everything. <clears throat> well, I mean, Colorado to Utah is so completely different. But the geography out there and it's I mean, it's a photographer's 
paradise. And there's so much, I mean, I still want to hit. So where else is on your list? Well, actually, I mean, I, I would love to hit every state west of the plains. Um, so I'm going to planning a trip to go back. Um, once it warms up, I want to go um, in May and back to Colorado and do more than northern west. So go up through Wyoming, Montana, Idaho, and over to the Pacific Northwest, Washington and, and Oregon. Um, but obviously, yeah, California is beautiful. Make it over there. But I'm probably going to do like a northern, you know, northern trip. Do you fancy going to Canada? And yeah, like Canada looks beautiful too. So while I'm up there in the Pacific Northwest, if if I'm able, you know, to get into Canada, I don't have have they opened that? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, with COVID, yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully by so then. <laughs> I would love to. Um, yeah, so I want to do the Pacific Northwest. That looks just absolutely incredible out there. Um, and yeah, work my way up into into Canada. Yeah. And then, how about Central America and South America? Would yeah, I would love to do central central america i've always always wanted to learn spanish and i've always i thought i was going to study abroad in college and learn spanish i'm really determined to do it you grew up in miami come on i know it's silly (laughs) well i'm in fort lauderdale so it's just like i'm just too far i'm just too far away (laughs) but um i'm still determined to do that i would love to and and you really need to be immersed in it so i would love to spend some time in central america um and you know pick up a lot of spanish and spend some time down there and um so since you've been traveling uh in terms of business and in terms of like the photography side of it uh what what has been happening and where would you like to go like how how do you see making money from travel photography like what's your plan on the side well, yeah, I'm just, um, like I said, I'm just starting out, um, you know, with this trip, I was able to get like a whole bunch of good content. That was kind of the idea. Um, and since I had to be back, you know, for the wedding, I wasn't really doing a lot of sales and, and stuff. I was just more venturing and trying to get, you know, as much content as I could and hit all the places. Um, but actually now I, I finally, uh, first step was getting my site to sell the prints so i got that up and going so i'm gonna start promoting that try to do some shows down here um but yeah now the goal is to start reaching out to different brands and companies that i would want to you know do business for any basically anything like adventure outside outdoors travel resorts just stuff um and yeah start reaching out to people and and try to get my business to take me places and just do different brand work and um different um photo and now i'm starting to dabble into video um so different photo and video work for you know different companies but yeah i mean that's the i'm like i kind of you know jumped (laughs) into the fire i I don't have a huge clientele and I haven't figured everything out yet, but I know that this is, is what I do. So I'd have to say I've never been so broke and happy in my life. <laughs> that's, that's beautiful. I mean, it's b- back to back to what you were saying at the beginning. It's not about how much money you make a month or, or whatever. That that doesn't bring the happiness at the end of the day. Right? Yeah. It's being able to follow whatever you want to follow your dream your purpose and and what makes you happy and 
it's all about the journey. I mean, you must be learning so much things and and even like the human experience, like just being in a van, in a van out there on your own, traveling, mm, driving for hours and hours and hours and being by yourself and and meeting random people and helping each other out. I mean, that's, there's no cost on that. Yeah, it's, no, it's, <laughs> it's been an incredible experience. Meet the most amazing people. I'm pretty introverted, so, but this, I'm, you know, when I'm out there, I'm, you know, I'm talking to people and kind of being seeing a different part of myself. So it's, it's, it's been a you know crazy experience and you learn how to be so resourceful, yeah. <laughs> simplistic <laughs> and resourceful, like for sure. And, and uh, you learn how to simplify. I guess it's nice as well, as you're saying about being an introverted person is like the people that you're meeting now are people that are into the same things, like being outdoors, hiking, van yeah. life. Like you kind of, it's easy to, well, Start it's crazy. You realize how many things. people are out there, you know, like you, and and but yeah, well, it's funny meeting different people in the vans too, because you see what different people are doing. And you talk about like how you deal with different problems, where you get in the water, where you showering, like you know, we talk about all that stuff. It's you funny. must see some pretty fancy vans. <laughs> oh my god, I've seen the craziest things out west. <laughs> <laughs> they have like everything from ambulances to things that look like armored trucks to like people who have to have flat beds and just put a little wood cabin on top. Like it's just, there's all sorts of, like you don't see that any like down here. It's a lot different because it's just, especially in South Florida, there's nowhere to it's not really a thing camp. Here. Like yeah. there's just nowhere for people to go. But out West, it's just like, uh, you know, a thing. So down here, my van is stealth, but out there, like people know I'm living in it, but because <laughs> there's just so many vans, but it's cool to see all the different things that people have. And what would you like to, so I know we're talking about this earlier, about trailers and things. You'd like to evolve at some point and get a trailer? Well, yeah. So I, I love this lifestyle being mobile and living. I think I want to continue to, you know, live on the road, not have like an apartment or a house. I I love being being mobile. So I think eventually, you know, get like a trailer and like a four-wheel drive vehicle and then I'll have all the amenities and everything I need. Um, but I think I'll work up to that. But yeah, for now, I'm going to continue to do the living the, the van lifestyle. I can't tell you how jealous I am, but also <laughs> like how happy I am for you. But I'm inside, I'm like, can I come along as well? <laughs> just, just to give an idea, uh, to the people listening, uh, do you know roughly like how much it costs to like s- get started, like get a van and, and build it if you build it yourself? Because obviously if you have to hire someone, it's going to be the like... Van, the van is, I mean, obviously going to be, I mean, going to be a wide ranging. Um, but I spent about $3,000 um, building out my van. And like mine's not the vans that you see on Instagram. Like, I mean, it looks like nice. And you got I mean, everything you need. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I mean, it looks nice in there, but I don't have like wood panels and flooring and all these finishes. So mine's, you know, straight from Home Depot. Um, and obviously like the electrical stuff was the most part. Um, but if you're a little bit handy or you know some handy people that can help you cut some wood and put some things together, um, like I said, yeah, I spent about three grand in in materials um building out you know, the van. And then do you have any ID? I mean, I mean, that, and, um, that might be like really wide, but like, 
because obviously you don't have to pay the rent. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. a big thing. Like, no, your main, I mean, your, your expenses your during main the month. Expenses, yeah, or, or, I mean, right. obviously it's going to vary based on the things that you do, but basic, basic, I mean, you're only, you're the gas, the food, the laundry and the, um, like the propane and the gas that you're driving. Um, but I didn't, I stayed in dispersed parts, so I didn't pay for really any campsites. Um, I mean, those were probably the, the basic things that I paid for. And, and once I got out there, I wasn't even traveling very far. So the gas wasn't crazy. My most expensive expense was the food. Um, but yeah, but I would always cook my stuff. So, um, I mean, you could probably get by on almost like less than seven or six, seven hundred bucks a month if you're living like, but obviously if you're going to cities, you're eating out, you're doing activities like you're doing. So it's going to range. But I mean, I know I can live, you know, if I need to like very, very cheaply. I mean, food, food was probably maybe three. 400 bucks a month um and then yeah just a couple minimal things after that and i was wondering in term of like connection like internet is it easy to get a connection so, everywhere yeah, to work because i mean if you want to work like you need to be able to contact yeah people. so that's the constant battle and i'm always on the verge like i'm always like right on the edge sometimes it really depends on on like yeah where you where you are um, but yeah, sometimes if you need internet, you're going to move around a little bit more to find a place that, that has it. Um, so obviously anywhere near the towns have internet, but I'm trying to stay more dispersed. So that's what you juggle with staying in like the first camping spots. Like the internet is, I know I've seen people have like internet boosters and stuff. So you can get those. They're not the cheapest things in the world. Um, but yeah, I would try to find, you know, places that have internet. And usually, you know, you'll get like a little bit. But yeah, it's always a little game that you're you're kind of going back and forth and fighting it. But I'm I'm usually like, I'll usually stay like just outside of a, of a town. So if I, you know, I can go in, if I'm doing laundry or if I need food, you know, and you can always drive a little closer and during the day go, you know, but where you park at night, you might not always have internet. And I was wondering, like, did you, after like a few weeks, like after like two or three weeks, is there something you completely forgot something you didn't think about? And once you were in the van, you're like, damn, how I didn't think about that. Like, I don't know, something really obvious that you totally missed out at the beginning when you were doing the preparation. Um, the, well, <laughs> how I was going to turn on and off my, well, that was like the sink. Like I have to hit that switch yeah. <laughs> instead of like just opening. I have to actually hit electrical switch. To, that was like kind of in the build though. And then, I mean, the most thing, the main thing that surprised me was like, the, I, the cold I knew it was going to be cold but I was definitely a lot colder I'm thinking about getting a heater into the, that's probably my main priority right now is getting a heater because uh at night it was it was really cold and I would I would just if I got in bed I was I was warm so I was going to sleep pretty early and when I was especially in Colorado in the mountains I would be going to sleep as soon as, as soon as I got too cold it's just a different rhythm like you you, you live with the sun i guess and you yeah, you go to yeah, sleep pretty much well i want to wake i mean i want to wake up earlier i tend to be more of a night owl which i don't 
it seems to be my natural clock, but I, I prefer to wake early, up early. So it did have me going to sleep earlier. And obviously I'm trying to catch sunrises, which were a lot hard, very difficult in Colorado because that's the coldest time is like the, you know, three right before sunset is like peak cold. So trying to like get up, get out of, out of bed. Um, well that one thing I did realize is to either sleep in your clothes or have your clothes and bring them into bed with you in the, in the oh, morning. Yeah. So you warm them up because literally everything in your van is freezing. So you get up out of bed, it's cold. And then you put on freezing cold pants like it makes it worse yeah. and yeah you're taking your warm clothes off to put on <laughs> cold clothes Interesting. That sounds awful. <laughs> so that i learned i was like okay yeah i'm just gonna see pretty much sleep in yeah. the clothes that i'm wearing tomorrow yeah no but see that's the little thing yeah that so like that was you, the, you don't see you know on youtube like you all the all Instagram. the all the fancy yeah. youtuber posting that they don't tell you all that like those little tips that makes your life way better because i mean it's such a uh, we were talking about that before recording that like we are so used to living our little life in the comfort of the, ho the, the house and we have everything that we need and and if we don't have it we just pick the phone and someone is going to bring it to the door anyway so going from that to living a more like frugal life in a van where obviously you are limited in space limited in what you can take with you and what you can find wherever you are um like you can do so much planning but you're gonna forget things because we are not yeah. used to this kind of thing so the things excess, are gonna come up yeah, <laughs> excess things like like the first time i cooked and i put it on you know, I cooked and I put it on a plate and ate off the plate. I'm like, why am I eating off of this plate? It's another dish that I got to wash. <laughs> I just eat it out of the pot. Well, you just live, you know, all the little excess things that you have. But that was probably the thing I dreaded the most, the, the dishes <laughs> doing. Because you have to do them right away. Because if you leave it, it's going to get stuck and it's going to be really hard to get off. And then, like, you know, you, you, you got to clean everything up. And... Also, like packing, like figuring out how much you want to take, what to take, the, yeah. all the just in case that we tend to right. yeah. stack up somewhere in the closet. Usually, when you have a house, uh, you need to figure out. <laughs> yeah, I got, I feel like I got everything in my van, but, um, and always trying to find new places to put things and like make more storage. Yeah, especially yeah. with all the gears that you have. I mean, yeah speak about a kayak but the diving stuff the bike the i like too like, many activities yeah, <laughs> I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I was a skateboard a basketball the hoop. cameras oh you didn't see but i did have golf clubs in there <laughs> of course you do <laughs> you've got a basketball hoop I, as well yeah, and a ukulele and, and a ukulele that i learned to play the ukulele. you need to be a more boring person and have like one hobby <laughs> I, yeah i like way too many activities yeah. like <laughs> no but yeah um if i think a lot of people would like to get into this lifestyle uh but obviously it's not that that easy to first get started and and everything but yeah like youtube is the place definitely 
Oh, oh yeah, for yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, that whole van was was built off of <laughs> off of YouTube, um, or like you know, research different forms and stuff. Like for the electrical stuff, I found you know, well, and that and you find people through YouTube and then like on their sites and stuff. They have like a lot of blogs, but yeah, that whole van was was built off of off of YouTube. That's amazing. Did you document your whole process? I should have. Like that's that's my biggest issue is documenting myself and and stuff. Like, and act. Well, actually, the uh, when I went to the Ozarks and I started doing stories, I never put myself on a story in my life. Like selfie, like talk to the camera. So that was kind of one yeah, thing. Yeah, you've done it quite a lot during your trip. I that uh, was yeah, the yeah. first no, time. That was really cool. Yeah. So I did an Instagram live when I got to my campsite in the Ozarks. And that was the first time I did a live. It took me like 30 minutes to push the button to do it. I was walking back and forth like, I don't know. And so well, that was kind of a good thing in the trip and 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 um trying to put myself out there more cuz and um, put all my, my work out there, but I've just, I haven't really documented myself and, and doing things and I haven't liked to put myself out there, but obviously building my brand, you know, I need, I need to do more of, but that, that helped me out because that was a big hurdle to cross is you know, putting myself behind the camera and talking. And I mean, even this is a little nervous. <laughs> right? This is the first time I've done anything like this. You're doing well. <laughs> but I was so. going to say, like when I first started YouTube, I was terrified and I would mess up all the time. And I was like, so just scared of anyone seeing it and anyone judging what you're doing. But I think the more you do it, the easier it becomes. And I think also with YouTube, I think, Instagram live is very brave. Well done. Like oh, man, I would freak was, out with that. That was so hard. <laughs> <laughs> but I think with YouTube, at least you can kind of crop the bits that you don't like yeah, and you have full exactly. control over it. So yeah. when on the live, yeah, you're, you're out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no second take or whatever. Is that something you want to do more of this year is to put yourself out there a bit more? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, um, and I know that's like, you know, people like to see like the van stuff. I want to do a little van tour, but, um, uh, um, yeah, I want to build my, my brand and, and Lawrence Mansell photography. I think I'm going to turn it into Mansell media cause I'm doing video and, right. you know, kind of generalize a little more, but, but yeah, I know to grow and, and build my stuff and get my work out there. You know, I, I need to put myself out there more and, and just document what I'm doing. I, I mean, it's not that it seems simple, but I think, the, oh, yeah, I think I've never been social media. Like I'm so yeah. <laughs> everybody's like so natural, at it, but I've just not been the social media type. So it's a lot harder for me to do. No, it. I, I can react because I mean, I, I like to be on Instagram. I use Instagram I, yeah, to use share it, my things right. and everything, but I don't, you don't see my face very often. Actually. Right. There. <laughs> I, I don't put my, and actually like since, we started the podcast that's been pushing me to do it like at least once a week yeah i need to well, film like a little you. yeah like, I, mean, I hate it i don't like it i don't like it but i i try to force myself like at least once a week like hey guys this is a new episode but i can totally understand what you mean because yeah I think people like to see the person behind the photographs yeah, as well and like the story. And the and process. Yeah. And I, yeah I the highs and lows and what happens yeah. and how you got to this place and whatever yeah. it is you're doing. Yeah, people like, like People to like stories. And I think they always have done for like, oh, yeah. since we were cavemen, we wanted stories. <laughs> so it's kind of exactly human nature, I guess. Yeah. But so. I agree with you because if you look at my feed, I've got like, I don't know how many photographs and maybe my face is there twice maybe like <laughs> out of i don't know 600 photographs maybe you know like <laughs> and twice maybe yeah. <laughs> so, yeah um 
what would you say to someone who's like i love to do this but i can't because of i don't know what people are gonna say or because i've got a job and i can't quit because you know i've got a mortgage to pay and i've got this to pay and it's just that or or you know it's just yeah it's not real like you can't really do it like what would you say to someone like that it's like on the edge i wants to he's got an inch but he doesn't dare to <clears throat> go for it well you, well first is it's making sure you know you find what you you're passionate in and what you like and um i mean there's there's always a way especially i mean here in this this country but um sometimes it it's it, people want things to happen a little quicker too Like, don't be afraid to take, you know, your time. Obviously, people are in different situations, so it might take longer than others. Um, but, I mean, like, the last thing you should do is, you know, care what other people are going to say and other people's opinions, which is easier said than done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, We um, all know it. <laughs> but, I mean, you're going to be most happiest, you know, doing what you want to do. And, um, yeah, I mean, people who are in tougher financial situations and time crunched, I mean, there's still, you know, little things that you can do and I'm sure there's ways to free up time. But I mean, I've, I know I don't, this might take me 10 years. I'm trying to build it up. You know, I'm just getting started and I don't expect, I want it to be a big, you know, big time, you know, photographer in a year or two or five years. But if, You know, even if it takes longer than that, I just know that this is you know, what I want to be doing. So whatever the situation is, take baby steps. I mean, but as long as you're taking those steps, you know, you can get there. And any, I'm convinced anything is possible and you can make a business out of anything. Like, you, don't tell me I think the market's saturated or this <laughs> and that. Like, if you, if you make, you know, a good product, a good business and you, One thing I learned from business is you just give customer service, good customer service, and you just pick up the phone. I mean, so even if, if you want to, like, wash cars, like, I guarantee you, you can go make the best car washing business out there, even though there's a million of them, if that's what you want to do. It's just grinding, putting in the work, um, and doing it and going for it. But also what you said I think is super important is having the awareness of like knowing that it might take a little bit longer like people tend to put like a deadline on things like oh i'm gonna do that for one year and and if i if i'm not there whatever's there in one year i give up everything like take usually things takes longer anyway yeah it uh, takes longer I, anyway so. and then, like i said it depends on your situation so if that's all you can do is little by little like go little by little But, um, yeah, patience is the key. Like I said, as long as you're going towards something that you want. Or people that don't know what they want to do, try stuff out. And don't be, be afraid to, you know, okay, I tried this for a year. I don't like it. Don't be afraid to stop it. And don't be afraid to try it. So, like, for me, I was like, even with the photography, I know I want to do photography, but I don't know, like, what you know what i want to do so and that's why i think for like a lot of the young kids and stuff it's like don't be afraid to just dabble in different things or get you know just quirky jobs like i mean there's so many jobs you can get just to get by but also to get experience in whatever you're trying to get 
Um, so, you know, taking the time through your 20s or you know, whatever and figuring out, you know, what you want to do. Yeah, experience. Try once. I mean, you're not going to figure out figure it out until you try. But just dabbling, dabbling things, try things out, and I mean, it's all part of the journey. Yeah. Um, if people are, because so a few weeks ago, like two weeks ago, you um, released your new website, and people can buy prints uh of your work uh so if people wants to find out where should they go what's your website the website is lawrencemansellart.com so it's l-a-w-r-e-n-c-e-m-a-n-s-e-l-l art.com i'll link everything in the show notes anyway yeah. so i'll make it easy for people <laughs> and if people want to get in touch with you what's the best place and instagram the, um, probably yeah the, my instagram is just lawrence mansell photo and then my email should be on there yeah oh and you also have another instagram oh Talk yeah, about that before actually oh, and it's man. really cool it's, I it's actually so cool but you I never was, post there i know <laughs> but I it's know. actually like beautiful tell us about a little bit about it's, that because that's more hashtag light pics p-i-x so it's light picks project um at light picks project excuse me um but yeah so i do light painting which half the people i say that to like what is light painting it's so cool (laughs) so it's basically just a long exposure photography and using light sources to you know paint with with the light during that exposure but i use all sorts of different tools and so it was actually that was one of the things i was dabbling in and i kind of just put on on the burner um but i was trying to make like uh almost like a business out of it and do like events and um like i made a light painting booth where you know people come in like a photo booth um and you can see it on the on the website um so i was i was just starting to do that and I was going to run with it, but I was like, that van thing was something that I wanted to do. Like I knew I had to do. So that was like something that I juggled because I like even made like a business plan and, and, and got all this stuff and I was going to build this light painting business, but I, I put it on hold for a little bit, which ended up being good because COVID happened. Yeah. Mm. So that's oh, yeah. like an event like <laughs> yeah, that. I wouldn't okay. have been able to do anything. <laughs> good point. Um, but I yeah I think that's something you know fun that I do that I can I can run with and I can do but there's so, so many things yeah but, uh, <laughs> no, yeah, but it's, it's super cool like, it's not something yeah. like that you see very often uh, it's it's yeah. it's quite it's a niche really it's a um, lot of, it's a lot of fun nobody but, really almost kind of like nobody really understands yeah. it and, yeah um, like the, the first time and I'm pretty sure I messaged you like. The first time I've seen the picture, it's like, how the fuck have you done that? Like, what the hell is that? A Photoshop? Is that like, I have no idea what I'm looking so at. It's, but cool it's just amazing. It's all created yeah. in camera, one it's, shot, like one exposure. Like they're all created on one exposure. I don't do Photoshop to any of them, you know, maybe like touch the colors and stuff. But yeah, it's all created in camera. I love it. Yeah. I have a whole box of like if somebody opened that box of like my light painting tools they'd be like what is this because <laughs> it's bottles and just different things to shine light through to create different light sources to to paint with and it's, it's a lot of fun yeah no, that's actually amazing yeah i'll i'll link it in the uh, in the show notes so people can check it out uh yeah that'd be great if you could put put more content on that i, yeah, I really I like need it to keep that instagram going yeah, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. um i gonna ask you a question Oh yeah, I always forget about it. I suck at that. <laughs> uh, 
Well the done. Question. Well, you couldn't do it, come on. Anyway. Okay, so Jeremy's question that he sometimes <laughs> forgets, but we're trying to ask everyone is, if you could speak to anybody who was dead or alive, somebody famous or a family member, whoever it is, anybody ever existed, who you think is interesting, who would it be if you could have a conversation with them? And why? Oh, well, I would definitely have to be uh, Henry David Thoreau, for sure. Um, he's because I had all of these thoughts, um, you know, just about simplicity and like the economy and like how you know society works. And like he wrote this book, Walden, that basically like puts all my thoughts into words. It was just crazy, like mind blowing because they're just out of the ordinary kind of thoughts that, um, and yeah, he, he just, I read his book, Walden is like my Bible. Like that's, <laughs> I, I love it. I read it all the time and he's just so in my head. It's crazy. <laughs> I've just written it down so I can like, read I, I'm it actually, pre, I'm pretty sure I've got it on a Kindle, mm-hmm. but I've never read it, but I'm pretty it's, sure it's I've got like, it on a Kindle. It's what it's, he's so like the writing, like it was written, it was crazy as he's written in 18, this book Walden was written in 1850, like really old. But what he talks about, he's talking about how people live like luxurious lifestyles and they go to, you know, talking about people work and these laborers and their life are just laboring and it's nothing, you know, really else. And, you know, so he went into nature to kind of be immersed in nature and learn just what it is like to be naturally in nature and live off of the land and just live the ultimately simple life um and it's is it's really interesting and his thoughts about society and economies and it's it's cool um what was i gonna say um but yeah no it's it's an awesome book like what what's interesting is that it's still relevant a oh, hundred yeah. and fifty yeah, years later or hundred and seventy yeah, years. Talking about all these vanity things and um it's yeah, like That's insane. People <laughs> have like a copper cellar and we're saying all these things. Yeah. <laughs> like it, but they had nothing then. Yeah, like, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, yeah. He um and it still applies today. Like it still applies today. I mean, you probably wouldn't be very happy with how things <laughs> yeah, turned <probably>. out. <laughs> Nobody expected, yeah. But um and that was kind of my idea of the van too, like just to go in nature and that was like my world and you know, and just get away from everything and it was everything I, I thought it to be. It's it's amazing when you're out there with no just the sounds of, of nature and living so simply simply. But he would be a great person to talk to. <laughs> I have so many questions for him. <laughs> and the book is a tough, like, it's a hard read. Like he's a very um, elegant writer. Um, and it's not an easy book to read. Um, so I have to, like, slowly, like, go through it. Or, like, I have a dictionary by my side. Like, so many big words. I'm not the biggest literary. Um, but it's it's definitely quite an awesome book to Cool. It's so interesting yeah. to listen to different people's, yeah. like people that they would speak to. So yeah, <laughs> cool. Good. Well, thank you so much for recording with us. It's been really great to get to know you a little bit more and to hear about van life and everything that you're getting up to. Yeah, thank you. This was fun. No, yeah, thank you. It's it's really inspiring to see that there is another way. I like to say, uh, like you don't have to follow the the traditional way like everyone expects you to and and actually you can uh you can actually take another path and 
be even happier and 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 still you know be able to pursue your dreams and everything so it's it's inspiring for people because it's much needed right now i think so we it's it's the right time to to share this kind of message i think (laughs) definitely there's always a way to happiness and a lot of people feel stuck but it's it's more just a mindset and there's there's always there's always a way out Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you guys for listening uh, to this episode. And we will be back next Wednesday with a brand new new episode as usual. (laughs) Make sure that you go and say hello to Lawrence on Instagram or go and check out his website. Um, Make sure you leave us a review if you haven't done so yet. If you haven't done so, why not? Please do that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we'll be back next Wednesday with a new episode. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.